common. Who's hungry? Welcome to Fan Ramen, the official podcast of Black Ramen. We are a band who writes epic music for film and games. And we're here to read your fan fiction. I'm Lindy. Konnichiwa! I'm Ralph. Wasabi! Behind the board is our awesome chef. And all around amazing dude, the, the chef, chef Kevin. Kevin. This is Lindy. Thank you for dining with us today at Fan Ramen. We have prepared an exclusive chef's special. To celebrate the last season of Game of Thrones, we have an amazing fan fiction by Drake Cross called The White Wolf of Westeros. This is a Game of Thrones and Witcher crossover, and it's a massive fic. Because so many characters were featured in these scenes, we got bonus voice actors. Our invaluable chef, the sound samurai Kevin, is voicing two characters, and owner of School of Rock Santa Rosa, Jake Walden, voiced two characters. And Ralph himself did an incredible five distinct voices in this episode. We've been working incredibly hard on this episode for you, and we're very excited to introduce you to author Drake Cross. To celebrate Game of Thrones, we're also publishing an interview with him later this week. He's a very active member in the Game of Thrones community, and we encourage you to stick around to hear his stories. You can find Drake Cross on fanfiction.net or archive of our own. You can also check out the show notes for a link. In this episode of Fan Ramen, you either win or you die. Welcome to the White Wolf of Westeros. At the training field, knights and squires were busy training on dummies or sparring against each other. He'd hang back, watching casually as he'd note the different styles and stances used. However, his attention shifted to the familiar sight of white cloaks as Jamie and Lord Commander Barristan were in the middle of a practice duel against each other. They seemed too distracted to notice the Witcher, who watched from a distance, curious to see what the two renowned men were capable of. Both knights moved about constantly as they fought, stepping forward whenever on the offense, yet knowing the right time to back away when being countered. Their form was balanced, flexible in nature for any fight. However, neither gained any real edge over the other, making Geralt curious as to what this duel was building up to. Suddenly, Jamie lunged in, grasping his sword in both hands as he'd strike with a quick and powerful blow. The angle of every swing was calculated, aimed to guard himself while maintaining a constant attack. Barristan, however, seemed unfazed by Jamie's aggressive strikes, his own sword lashing out to clash with each strike the younger knight dealt. It was obvious from the tense look on Jamie's face that the older knight had a lot of force behind each blow, even though he had a sword with his one hand. Soon, Jamie's advance was halted as the two clashed blades constantly until Barristan forced Jamie into a sword lock. 
For a moment they struggled, the young knight dead set on outmatching his mentor, though Geralt could see how the Lord Commander's stance shifted. At the last possible moment, he'd take a step back, withdrawing his blade from the sword lock when Jamie pressed forward more forcefully. Being caught off balance, Jamie's guard was down for just a short second, and he'd twist his body about in the middle of a stumble, the flat of his blade angled just to block his mentor's slash at his side. Using the momentum of turning about, his left hand lashed out in a strike to force Barristan's back and give himself a bit of breathing space. Barristan predicted the counterblow, just leaning back to avoid that armored fist by mere inches. Enough! Barristan suddenly declared, his voice having an aged quality, with a wise commanding tone to it as well. Very well done, Jamie. You've been matching up quite well. I'd prefer to be exceeding, sir. Jamie sighed, sheathing his blade before giving a small smirk. All these years and I still can't strike you. Do I have to spend another half of my life to accomplish that? <laughs> I'll be a little more than dust and memories by then. The Lord Commander sheathed his own sword before stepping up to Jamie, placing a hand on his shoulder. You're still young and have a long life ahead of you. Your talent is astounding, but never be complacent. Always test and push yourself. The man glanced back over his shoulder, sharp gaze looking to where Geralt stood. By this point, the Witcher approached them, drawing Jamie's attention as well. Hope you didn't mind me watching. Not at all, Sir Geralt. Barristan answered back as he turned to face him and offer up a hand to shake. If anything, I'm glad to at least have a chance to meet you. I do apologize for not greeting you sooner at the Red Keep. I've been busy with my duties. The Witcher shook the Lord Knight's hand, being surprised at the strong grip he had. No worries. Been just as tied up with my own errands. At this point, he glanced to Jamie. Like to say you did well during the joust yesterday. It was a close match. Close doesn't change the fact that it was a loss. Still, thank you for the praise. Jamie replied, tone being an odd mix of his sarcastic nature and knightly formalness. I can say you were impressive yesterday as well. The arrow trick seemed a bit over the top. Not all that practical, though. It has its uses. Pausing for a moment, he smirked a bit. That aside, though, I didn't think that you'd be that mad to charge the mountain like that. Battle instinct. Hard not to step in when I saw Sir Loras in trouble. Still mad, considering. Yet brave and honorable as well. Barristan interrupted, glancing at Jamie. I'll admit few would dare face against Gregor. Even I'll admit that the man would be an imposing challenge. Men fear such fearsome power and reputation, which are powerful weapons in battle. Jamie seemed thoughtful on his mentor's words his gaze shifting between the Lord Commander and Witcher. Thoughtful words, Sir Selmy. However, I feel it's time I got rest to prepare for the melee. If anything, my brother informed me of some unexpected changes to the rules. Troublesome news, really. He'd look to Geralt, giving a small nod. I'll see you out on the field, Geralt. I expect to fully see what you're capable of. With that, he walked off from the training grounds and disappeared into the maze of tents. Barristan lightly shook his head and sighed. <sighs> so gifted, yet this overconfidence hinders him. I wonder when he gained such a mindset. It's his age. 
Seen it dozens of times over my travels and from my adopted daughter when I trained her. Still has it to a degree. Hmm, a fair point. Thinking back, I was very much the same when I was young. Time and tribulations have hardened my resolve ever since. The Kingsguard commander began to walk forward, heading back into the campground while Geralt followed alongside. He has great potential, as do a lot of other young men I've met during my travels here. The Witcher remarked. When they hear tales of men like Arthur Dane and King Robert Dane in the Rebellion, they strive to surpass them. When you and I pass on, our lives will be remembered and in turn be an inspiration for later generations. Deep words, Sir Selmy. For me, though, I plan to live as long as possible. May see if a witcher can die in a bed than at the end of a sword or claws of the beast. Can't deny such aspirations. Selmy chuckled. You seem to live a free life, considering, having traveled so far to our humble country. Came here more by chance, really. Following my daughter. Ah, uh, yes. The Red Keep has had rumors drifting about your tale. I'll admit it sounds a bit fantastical with the talk of ancient bloodlines and empires. Same could be said of how a bunch of kingdoms were conquered by a highborn noble and his sisters riding dragons. True enough. We have those beast skulls in the cellars to prove they existed at least. The knight laughed. However, I feel you are misleading us all with your story. Geralt was silent as the man looked at him, those eyes having such a sharp, inquisitive quality to them as Selmy tried to read the Witcher's reaction. I think you've misunderstood. Perhaps. Call it just an old man's instinct. I'm not suggesting you have any evil intent. No doubt you do so out of personal secrecy. It's more complicated than that, sir. Geralt sighed. <sighs> Maybe one day I may tell you. Although if you'll believe it, it will be another matter. He felt that Selmy was indeed trustworthy, perhaps being more relatable with his older age and experience. It'd be an interesting chat for certain. Soon the group neared the royal tent, no doubt to follow his duties in guarding the king. Still over an hour until the melee begins. Perhaps you wish to speak with King Robert, considering he has been constantly speaking about you since yesterday. Before Geralt could give an answer, the king's loud voice spoke out from within the tent. Your mother was a dumb whore with a fat ass. Did you know that? Both Geralt and Barristan looked at each other with confusion as they quickened their pace to approach the tent, noticing someone else slip inside just ahead of them. The just-as-baffled guards led them through to reveal a quite odd scene. Ned had been the one to enter the tent before them, the man having a small look of amusement on his face as he stared at his old friend. Robert was in a mixed set of cloth and leather clothes, fitting garb for wearing under armor. A blonde-haired squire was struggling to clasp a breastplate across the large man's chest, struggling mainly with the round belly and wide sides, keeping the armor apart. The boy seemed embarrassed, no doubt from the king's insult as he'd back away, tugging the breastplate off Robert and standing meekly aside. Look at this idiot. <laughs> One ball and no brains. Can't even put a man's armor on him properly. Robert snapped out, making the squire shift shyly about. Geralt sighed and shook his head while Barristan muttered low under his breath. 
I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> the remark drawing a chuckle from Geralt. Ned crossed his arms after hearing his friend's angry words. It's because you're too fat for your armor. Fat? Robert had a hint of anger show on his face as he stepped forward a bit. Fat, is it? Is that how you speak to your king? Ned was silent, glancing down slightly before giving a small questioning look at his old friend. In the end, Robert couldn't help but give a low chuckle, drawing one from Ned as well. Even the page gave a small laugh, although the king gave a stern look to silence him. Before he could snap out at the lad, he'd noticed Geralt and Barrison standing by the entrance. Anyway, you heard the hand. The armor too small, so... He paused, the squire giving a blank stare of confusion. The breastplate spreader. Go get it. The squire snapped to attention, glancing about in a hurry before nodding. He sprung out of the tent, making both Geralt and Selmy quickly step aside to avoid the lad. Pretty sure there are no such devices, your grace. The witcher remarked, dry sarcasm in his words. <laughs> and that's the point. Robert chuckled as he moved to a nearby cabinet to get a wine decanter and multiple glasses for everyone. He's short-witted for a Lannister, but Cersei insisted I take him in. No doubt to tough him him up. With all the glasses filled, he'd pick one up and take a deep drink from it before gesturing to the rest to take a glass. Rather not sure. Selmy remarked. I am on duty after all, and I'm not that thirsty, your grace. Ned added. Geralt, though, shrugged, guessing a little wine wouldn't hurt after the large meal he had. Stepping up, he picked a glass before taking it, Robert giving a grin. <laughs> Geralt understands. Never a wrong time to enjoy a glass, much less before a battle. Hmm. Strong stuff, considering. Geralt remarked as he looked at the deep red wine. Also, what do you mean? You make it sound like you're about to join the melee. Cersei picked it out last night. Woman may be frustrating at times, but she has a damn good taste in wine. Robert answered. And of course, been too far along since I've been in a brawl. And after yesterday's matches, I just have an urge to hit something. Everyone else in the room glanced at each other, all having concerned looks, while Robert gulped down his wine, finishing the glass and already working on refilling it. And who's going to hit you back? Ned suddenly spoke up, making Robert glance at his friend. Anyone who can. There isn't a man in the Seven Kingdoms who'd risk hurting you. You know that. For a moment, Geralt shifted, half-tempted to raise a hand to show otherwise. Of course, he knew better than to do that, although he did speak up. That's the bloody point. I need some real action after all these years, up close and personal. Suddenly, Geralt lunged at Robert, his yellow eyes having a sudden fierceness in them. For a moment, the king was caught off guard, yet held his ground as the witcher got up close, right hand swinging out for the side of Robert's head. His fingers snapped sharply at the king's ear, surprising the man as he'd flinch and shift away by reaction. With that glass of wine already dulling his senses in movement, the man nearly tripped over his own two feet, making him brace one hand to the nearby cabinet. That's why. You're nearly drunk, sire. Doubt you'd be able to stay on your horse during even march. The witcher stated, before noticing Barristan's tense stance, hand gripping the hilt of his sword firmly. 
Geralt had to admit the man was fast for his age and knew Selmy could have easily drawn his weapon at a moment's notice. Ned gave a sigh while shaking his head, though seemed glad the Witcher had put some sense into his old friend. <sighs> Bloody fast you are. He muttered before glancing at his wine glass, growling low before setting it aside on the cabinet top. <sighs> and damn right as well. I'd be an embarrassment. Glancing at Selmy, he'd sigh, seeing the experienced knight still at the ready. Relax, Selmy. If the Witcher wanted me dead, he'd have done it a hundred times since we first met. Barristan simply nodded as he relaxed his grip on the blade. Reflex, your grace. Hard not to react so suddenly. Ned at last would speak up. Perhaps you can watch by horse or on the sidelines instead of from the stands. At the least, be closer to the battle. <sighs> Robert sighed, thinking for a moment. Guess it'd be the best choice. Fine, then. He'd move to the nearby wardrobe as he began to sift through the many fine royal clothes. However, I expect a damn good fight. Especially from you, Witcher. Gladly, Your Grace. Geralt muttered as he moved the tent flap aside, stopping before Selmy to give a respectful nod to the man. If anything, that short moment of tension had the Witcher feel a deeper respect for the man, knowing he was bold and capable, possibly to challenge him. Wait for me outside, Geralt. I'll be out in a moment. Ned added before the Witcher left. Outside, <sighs> Geralt sighed as he paced around in the shade. Already, he could hear the overall camp become lively as everyone was awake. No doubt the crowds would arrive soon and settle in around the melee field for battle. As he glanced around, he'd noticed the towering shape of Gregor stepping out of Pycelle's tent. Quickly, he slipped into the deeper shade of the king's tent to avoid the giant's gaze as the man looked about with tensed expression on his face. Gregor winced as he had one hand grasp at the side of his head, seeming to be in pain. Lifting up a large bottle of milky white fluid, he took a deep drink from it, giving out a sigh as it seemingly eased whatever pain he had been feeling. He'd soon move on, stomping off for his tent to equip himself for the battle ahead. Hmm. Gigantism does have its drawbacks. Geralt muttered as he stepped out of hiding just as Ned left the royal tent. The man gave a small nod for the Witcher to follow, already leading the way back to Geralt's tent. Bold move doing that, but a smart one. Ned remarked after a moment of silent walking. Robert is a man of action, so I simply spoke his language. <laughs> a cunning move, considering. But I'd have spent an hour just arguing with him. I think your idea of having him watch up close helped a lot. He didn't complain after that. Aye, he didn't. By now the two reached Geralt's tent, yet as they neared it, the Witcher stopped as he could hear someone moving around inside. He'd make a small gesture for Ned to be quiet before he slipped through the tent flap, one hand reaching slightly for his swords if needed. He quickly realized that his intruder was simply Davos, who was checking around the bare tent. Snooping around, Captain. <gasps> the sailor gave a small gasp and turned about giving a sigh when he saw it was Geralt. Boy, seven, Geralt! Anyone ever tell you not to surprise people like that? He muttered. The Witcher just smirked and shrugged as he fully stepped into the tent, Ned following in. Seeing Lord Stark, 
Davos gave a short, respectful bow before offering a handout. Ah, oh, Lord Stark. It's an honor to at last meet you. Ned gave a small smile as the two shook hands. I take your Davos Seaworth. Geralt has told me a bit about you. How your trader and lord serve under Lord Stannis. How has he been of late? Very busy, considering his work on the new fleet. Been spending months sailing between every port across Westeros and Essos just to get the supplies needed. Yet before he could say more, there was a sudden trumpeting, a signal for everyone to gather at the melee field. Ah, but we can chat on the matter later. Of course. Ned looked to Geralt. You sure you're ready for this? The Witcher smirked, noticing Ned's troubled look. I was made to fight, Ned. If anything, I'm eager to cut loose for once. Just don't overdo it. A lot of those knights are honest men, even if they will be fighting just as fiercely. Turning to leave, he'd stop just before leaving the tent to glance back. Give Gregor hell, though. Time he pay for his vile actions. And give a few people some peace of mind. With that, he left the tent, Davos following close behind, giving a small grin of confidence to the Witcher before he left. Now alone, Geralt took a moment to take a deep breath, closing his eyes as he composed himself. It had been a long while since he'd been in a real battle, much less massive combat. While he could use his sword skills more fully, he knew he'd have to pull some strikes, or else he'd have to cripple some of the knights, even with their heavy armor. Once more, the trumpet sounded, making the Witcher open his eyes as he'd gather Roach's horse armor, knowing his mount needed as much protection as possible. As he shifted through the chest, he noticed something tucked away behind it, a wooden pole and a gray piece of cloth. Reaching around to grasp the cloth, he picked it up and unfolded it to reveal it was a banner, the symbol being that of the snarling face of the wolf medallion with a looming keep in the background, the shadow of Kaer Morhen. <laughs> Not bad. He thought back to Tyrion's question about the Witcher needing a banner, being quite insistent on the matter. While he'd been reluctant, seeing the finished banner brought a welcoming feeling, a reminder of returning home. He wondered for a moment what Eskal and Lambert would think about the banner. No doubt, joked to high hell about every detail of it. He set it on the pole before heading outside along with Roach's armor. Striding out of his tent, he'd go to the nearby horse trough where Roach was tied up. Working on getting the armor strapped across the mayor's sides, flank, and head, he'd mutter to her. Not feeling nervous, Roach? Been a while since we've been in a fight together. The mayor seemed to huff in some understanding, head shaking a bit in what he guessed was a no. Good. If you can face down a wyvern without an issue, I doubt a few nights will spook you. Patting her head, he pulled himself onto the saddle, taking hold his banner with one hand while using the reins to guide Roach through the encampment and towards the melee field.
As if on cue, Geralt heard a surprised yell off to the side, making him and the other surviving knights glance over to the right. Thoros's burning sword had landed just between Sandor and Gregor, blade embedded into the dirt. The two had seemingly been locked in a personal battle for most of the melee, being equally matched. Sandor still wore his hound helmet, which hid his face, yet from the way he tensed up around the burning sword, hinted a fear for the flames coming off the weapon. Gregor, however, was unfazed as he howled out, snapping Sander out of that fearful state as his brother swung his blunted blade upwards. The hound quickly raised his own large sword up, bracing himself for the powerful blow. He partly blocked the strike as the blunted sword knocked his helmet off, drawing a painful crack to the scarred man's jaw. He tumbled to the ground, panting and growling from the pain, struggling to get up as his brother loomed over him. You become weak, Sandor. A little fire had you cowering. Gregor mocked as he pointed to the sword just as the fire sputtered out. Should just kill you. Put such disgrace aside. Undo it, you bastard. Sandor cursed, suddenly turning to swing his sword at the towering knight. <laughs> Gregor caught Sander's arm and stopped the attack with ease. Despite his toughness and strong armor, Sander yelled in pain as the gauntlet on his forearm crumbled under that powerful grasp. Soon, the hound was forced to let go of his sword, unable to stop the brutal disarming. Nah, killing you be boring. You at least give me a challenge whenever you get the balls to face me. <laughs> the mountain laughed under his helmet while Sander howled as his metal bracer started to dent under the unhuman grip, crushing the man's arm. A broken arm should do. Let him go. Gregor snapped his head up, glancing to the left to see who had spoken to him. He saw Geralt, those yellow eyes staring, unblinking at him. You again, the mountain growled. You have a habit of butting in when unwanted. Let Sandor go, Gregor. You've bested him. Shut up, Witcher. I don't need you. Sander bit back the pain as his brother squeezed harder down on the forearm, ready to snap it at a moment's notice. He may be a failure, but he's right, Witcher. This doesn't involve you. Maybe so. Geralt steps forward, sword up at the ready. Yet the melee is still going on, and no one seems eager to fight either of us. Indeed, the lingering knights were either battling each other or just watching, as Geralt directly challenged the fearsome giant. You're nothing more than a child murderer and rapist. A coward who relies on fear and brutality to have their way. I'm not afraid of you. If anything, even the most pathetic Necker is more fearsome than you. Necker? What the bloody hell is a Necker? Gregor snarled before roughly letting go of Sander's arm. He followed up with a strong kick to the fallen man's side, knocking the hound a few feet aside and stunning him. Standing tall, he held up his giant sword with one hand, giving an angered growl under his barreled helmet. Stupid freak. Forget the rules. I'll break you enough. See how righteous you are when you're dead. He hefted up his blunted greatsword high, roaring out as he swung it down at Geralt's neck. The attack was fast, no doubt being powerful enough to knock someone's head off. For the Witcher, though, the attack was slow, 
as he glanced at the nearing blade, ducking under it at the last second before shuffling to the left of the giant. The powerful left swing made the giant unbalanced, not expecting the Witcher to be agile enough to avoid such a sudden attack. Geralt slashed at the mountain's exposed side. However, it didn't fully slice through the armor like past opponents. The mountain grunted from the hit and backstepped, giving the Witcher a short chance to see the damage done. The meteorite steel had sliced through the plate, revealing multiple layers to the specifically designed armor, chain, and hardened leather. It'd be a miracle for any man to move wearing so much, and he couldn't imagine how hot it must get as well. Gregor roared in anger as he twisted about, left armored hand swinging out, the backhand no doubt as strong as a hammer. Geralt brought his sword up to guard it, grunting as blocking made him skid backwards, but he was quick to move as that great sword neared him again. He sidestepped and weaved around the towering warrior, circling behind him as he tried to find a weak spot amongst the dense armor. After all, even the tougher protection, be it armor of men or the height of a monster, all had gaps to it. When he checked around, he saw the back of the armor joints from the knees, ankles, shoulders, and elbows were more lightly armored, only having chainmail or leather at those points to allow movement. Stop dancing and face me. A normal fighter would try to put as much distance between the man's blade and lashing fists, yet the Witcher continued to avoid each powerful attack with ease. Shifting to Gregor's right side, he bashed the hilt of his sword against the side of the man's head, making a resounding clang echo out, and a pained cry escape from the mountain. Gregor lashed out again with fist and sword blindly, Geralt continuing to avoid them while he looped round. Once more he leapt, hilt striking the head again, this time denting the side of that barreled helm. Once more, an echoing bang and a pained cry. Damn it! Ah, stop that! The Witcher didn't relent as he ducked under a straight punch, then rose up to suddenly grab at the armored collar, yanking Gregor forward as he gave two crossing blows with the sword hilt and pommel, warping the metal visor and further denting the helm with the raw strength behind each strike. Despite the stunning blows, Gregor's toughness was put on display as he endured the ringing pain and gave a strong left jab at the Witcher's chest. Geralt realized the man's move and leapt back, though got the blunt of the fist to the gut. <gasps> Grunting out, he was knocked a few feet back, yet maintained his footing. He grasped at his stomach, taking steady breaths as he stared down the man. The force of the blow was like getting butted by a chort or a fiend, showing just how freakishly strong the man was. Ruined my ugh, damn helmet! Grasping at the dented helm, he struggled to get it off because of the damage done to it. Geralt stood back, giving the brute a chance to at least remove his damaged helmet. <laughs> Once it was thrown aside, Gregor's look of pure rage was fully shown across his gruff, reddened face, eyes bloodshot from frustration from the ringing pain in his head. Having trouble, Mountain. Headaching after that. He knew the man was no doubt suffering intense headaches because of his abnormal size. Even if he was drugged up, it left him sensitive to head blows. With him mentally pained and angered, he'd be more unfocused and clumsy. Going to kill you? Crush your head! 
Gregor grunted, teeth gritting together as he strained against throbbing pain in his skull. Geralt tensed up again for another attack as the mounted lifted up his greatsword for a slamming blow, trying to crush the Witcher with the blunted blade. The Witcher moved at the last second as the weapon came crashing down, lunging at the left side of the man. Gregor was too addled to react quickly as Geralt twisted about to pull his full strength behind his next attack. Honed mutant strength and meteorite steel sliced through the exposed back calf and knee with ease cutting through the man's thick muscles. Gregor growled out in pain, his reaction subdued for such a deep, crippling wound. He slumped forward, planting his sword into the ground to brace his body up as the armor began to weigh on him from the lack of leg support. Just cut the muscle fiber in your leg and knee. Recoverable, yet crippling. You won't be able to stand or move properly with that injury. Yield. Geralt calmly stated, flicking blood off his sword. Liar! Just a flesh wound! Gregor panted as he suddenly shifted upward, grunting as his badly cut leg buckled, seemingly to support him. The Witcher had surprise show in his eyes, seeing the man ignore quite a grievous injury. Perhaps the man was that addicted to painkillers that his body was numb to such injuries. It would be one explanation to the claims of being invincible. Idiot! Give up! Don't make me cripple you. Ignoring the warnings, Gregor yelled out as he turned about and swung his blade, going for a low sweep at the witcher's legs. Leaping over the attack, he quickly rolled to the man's right, drawing out Dragonfang with his left hand for an up-close attack. The mountain flexed his arm back, trying to drive his elbow and shoulder backwards to stroke, though only giving Geralt an easier target. The sharp dagger sunk right into the nook of his elbow, stabbing through thick flesh and muscle until the very tip pierced through the other end. (laughs) Roaring out, Gregor lashed out with his left fist, forcing Geralt to withdraw, but the damage was done. The mountain seemed unfazed with the injury, even as his body showed just how damaged it had become. His arm became limp, struggling to hold up the blade as his elbow could hardly flex upward. Give up! Geralt growled as he paced about the towering man, sheathing Dragonfang after brushing the blood off its gleaming blade. Go to hell! Gregor switched the blade to his left hand, once more lashing out with fearsome strength. It was futile, as the attack was avoided, and Geralt flanked him after a quick dodge. Grasping his sword with both hands, he tensed for a powerful strike, deciding to try rending through the back of the plate armor. The mountain tried to turn about to defend or force back, taking too long to react as meteorite steel cut across the left shoulder and back. Plate and chain armor was sliced through, along flesh and muscle. It took much of Geralt's self-control to stop the blow from cleaving into the warrior's spine. This time, the giant howled in true pain before he tumbled, his injuries overcoming even him. His grip on his sword loosened as he laid on his back, blood lightly making across the grass. Geralt loomed over the man, fierce yellow gaze looking at that stubborn face. The watching knights were dead silent, openly gawking at the battle's outcome. Geralt at last could hear the nearby crowds cheering and calling out in the distance. No doubt they were going wild after what they had just witnessed as the mountain was seemingly bested.
It's over, Gregor. Geralt muttered as he looked back down at the giant. <laughs> Suddenly, the man's left arm twitched and swung out, sweeping for Geralt's legs. If it had been anyone else, they would have easily been tripped, but a witcher's reflexes were far too honed for such a trick. His steel-heeled boot stomped down on the man's armored wrist, a crack as the joint fractured. Gregor yelled from the crushing pain while an intense scowl crossed Geralt's face, annoyed at the man's persistence. <laughs> you enjoy it. <laughs> Gregor chuckled between deep breaths. Hurting others, your eyes show it. Geralt was silent, his answer being his boot grinding down more on the man's wrist. Doesn't change a thing. I'll kill you. Don't matter how. At that point, the boot twisted, a snap following as the wrist was broken in one move. Gregor groaned out in pain, body shaking from the shock. You won't hurt anyone else ever again at this rate. Geralt moved his foot off the limp limb, taking a deep breath as he calmed himself. Finish it then. Kill me. Because I swear I'll gut you and everyone you bloody careful. Gregor yelled before giving a crooked grin. Maybe I'll find that girl. Geralt gave an odd look, confused at what Gregor meant. <laughs> that silver-haired whore. Siri whatever. The one I heard rumors about. I'll show her. The mountain didn't get to finish his cruel threat as a spiked glove soon crushed down on his face. With two powerful punches, there'd be a sickening crack and a gush of blood as Geralt broke the man's nose, maybe even cracking the right cheek considering the buckled look it had. That blow shut the giant up as he lay very, very still, having at last fallen unconscious. Geralt winced a bit as he flexed his grip, surprised at how tough the man's face was considering the stress he felt in his knuckles. Pray you don't meet her because she'd be far less merciful. Geralt muttered, uncaring if Gregor could even hear him. In the end, Gregor was still, face stuck in an angered scowl while blood oozed from his twisted nose and bloodied mouth. For the first time in the man's violent life, he had been completely bested, the only blessing being that he drew breath. By now, a small group of squires had hurried over, muttering quickly at the sight of the mountain passed out and bleeding. Get the cart! One yelled as another already hurried off to the northern camp. Considering the sheer weight of the man in his armor, it'd be difficult to move him to an infirmary tent in the back of the main camp. Because of his serious injuries, he'd need the aid of maesters to tend his wounds. Geralt wasn't sure if he'd be disqualified or punished, for badly injuring Gregor, though no one had called out or had tried to intervene during the battle. Perhaps they didn't think they could stop the mountain, or maybe the crowd was too eager to see the fight's outcome. By now, Geralt's attention shifted to the surrounding crowds along the field as shocked gasps and amazed cheers filled the air as everyone noticed who was being carted off the field. Soon there were growing chants of White Wolf! Witcher and Geralt, as everyone knew, were top of the infamous world. Even the knights gave cheers and laughs, Thoros being the loudest. For a short moment, Geralt couldn't help but smirk at the praise and used to such a By the flame, Geralt, 
I knew you were a bull, but that man hardly faced you. The Red Priest remarked. Just fought him the witcher's way, figured his weaknesses, and exploited them. By this point, his attention fell to the remaining knights, at least eight others from what he could tell. Hmm. Still a few left. His sword arm shifted up slightly, making the remaining knights tense up. A few looked at each other before giving small chuckles and shaking their heads. <laughs> Considering what we witnessed, I doubt we stand a chance, one knight admitted. Soon, one by one, the remaining knights dropped their weapons into a pile, giving respectful nods to Geralt as they surrendered. Not me. A familiar voice growled as Sander shoved up through the group, large sword in hand, as he suddenly rushed at Geralt, forcing the Witcher to lock blades to hold him back. Close, he could see that Sander's jaw was badly bruised, most likely cracked, considering the blood coating his teeth and worn lips. I had him, yet you got in the way again. Right, because trying to get your arm broken was part of the plan. Geralt countered back. Just saved you a lot of trouble, considering. Hmm, maybe. It was good to see the bastard beaten after all these years. Doesn't make me any less pissed with you. He pressed in, showing off his strength as he forced his blade closer to Geralt's face. I was going to put him down. Now you denied me that. More reason we settle our little rivalry here and now. Gregor disarmed. You think I care? Screw the melee and the rules. This is personal for me now. Before either man could react, someone suddenly spoke up. You will heal, Hound. Both Geralt and Sander glanced to the crowd, watching the gathered knights step aside for Jamie as he approached, plated helm under one arm to cool off after the long battle. His armor was more of a bronze color than the golden with all the dust covering it, and his white Kingsguard cloak was worn from moving about constantly. His fine sword had blood on it, and the lion shield was lightly dented from blocking a dozen strong blows, keeping that fearsome image. For a moment, Sander paused, seeming tempted to snap out an insult at Lannister, only to mutter a low curse before backing off. He thickly spat up blood before shaking his head at Jamie. Should just beat you to hell as well. Problem is, your father hanged me for that. Glad for your honesty, Sandor. It seemed Jamie didn't take the threat personally, chalking it up to the hound's temper. Where's Loras? Last time I saw, he was clashing against you. Geralt questioned. If you're worried about the Tyrell, then you don't need to worry. Jamie stretched his right arm, the shoulder piece dented from quite a strong mace blow. He was tough, despite his looks. Matched up against me and a few others for quite a while. I sent him away with a few good cuts. Nothing too scarring, I'd say. For a long moment, Geralt stood by, knowing well what this meant. So that leaves just you and me, then. Jamie's face lost its smug look, a more serious gleam showing in those eyes. Indeed it does. For a moment, it was silent on the field, the only noise being the crowds cheering on, calling out for the white life and king's Slowly, the remaining knights, along even with Thoros and Sandor, everyone sensing the fierce tension building up. Are you really that confident still? I just beat the mountain. Someone even you seemed hesitant to face. <laughs> True. 
Jamie glanced down, focusing on Gregor's discarded hand. I have faced him plenty of times, beat on the joust to mock battlefields. I think he held back, just ever so slightly against me. Or maybe I was just that on guard with his brutality. For a moment he paused, looking back up at Carol. Seeing you fight, though, reminded me why I wish to be a knight. The conviction to face any challenge, no matter how impossible. I'd rather not hurt you, Jamie. Your sister and father may disapprove. Geralt muttered, shifting to a low battle stand. <laughs> no doubt. This isn't about them, though, but me. This is about my honor, my ambition. He lifted up his helmet, fitting it over his head. That is why I must beat you, Geralt of Rivia. For you are my last challenge, my dragon to slay. The final proof that I am worthy of the title of the greatest swordman of Westeros. He took a strong stance, snarling lion shield forward and sword out by his side. So be it. Geralt muttered. At first he thought this was just the young man's ego, yet the short look of those eyes, he knew Jamie was serious. There would be no more smug jests or boasts. He would truly face the might of the younger Lannister. Expect no mercy, Sir Jamie. I expect nothing less. Come, White Wolf. Hear me roar. With that, both rushed forward, both giving a fierce short yell before reaching each other, swords slashing out for the greatest duel to grace Westeros for so many years. Black Ramen. Recorded and mixed in the Black Ramen Studios. <laughs>